Hello, Doug. Yo, what's going on? We are back on the block with season yep. seven, episode 14. Yeah, after, about halfway through. Yeah, after our Oscars special last week. Yeah, so we we retreated from the block, but basically stayed almost Melrose adjacent. We talked about the Oscars. We brought back friend of the podcast, Ken Hart, had a really great um, post-mortem on the good, the bad, and the slap of the Oscars. <laughs> the good, so the good guys, the bad, and the it, slappy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the slap unhappy. Um, so yeah, uh, if you guys missed it for whatever reason, um, might be worth your while to go back and check it out. I think uh, it was a pretty good podcast as, as hours go. I think so too. And it was lovely to have Ken back. And we did ask him about Jane. We cleared up what his thing about Jamie Lunar was. And it was apparently her looks. (laughs) (laughs) That that forgives all. So if you, like us, were wondering what is she doing or what is Lexi doing that's so great, um, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, yeah. So here so, we are. Here we are. Suspicion is the name of this episode. Yeah. So, Alyssa actually is the one who brought it up to me, but I think all of the episode titles for this final season are based on actual movies, as opposed to, like, just cutesy phrases or plays on phrases and an occasional movie. Uh, I think every episode is named after a movie or, or is, like, a riff. A riff on, on a movie. movie. Yeah. Interesting. So we have Hitchcock. I'm not really sure who in particular suspicion applies to tonight. Pretty much can apply to just about everyone in any of these storylines. Yeah, pretty much. Shall we do this? We can, because I can already tell how excited you are <laughs> to be done. <laughs> well, okay. There was a high point for me in this episode. Okay. Should I shall I hold back? Yeah, when we get there, let I'm just us know. Curious. I'm, I'm curious. Think... Do you have a, Do you have an idea what that high point might be? Off the top of my head, only kinda. Okay. So, I may ask as we move through this. Is that it? Um. But but yeah, I, right. Off, right now I don't think I'll I don't think I'll know it. Okay. 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 Okay, so we're going to go. Yeah, but just just to prove, okay, okay, but just to to sort of prove my point. So we've had titles like Not Quite All About Eve, The Rumor Whisperer. Uh, We have Fiddling on the Roof is the next episode. Um, The World According to Matt as opposed to World According to Garp. So those are when I say like riffs on existing movie uh, IP. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm just kind of curious, like, were they, like, was, were they mad that they weren't writing good movies and they were writing shitty Melrose episodes? Like, what was the, I guess I'm kind of curious, like, who's what, the they who's getting mad? Us? No, the, the writer, whoever, whoever titled these things. Oh, like, well, the episode is shit, but I can recall Gone with the Wind with this title or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I wish I wrote Gone with the Wind, but no, instead I wrote this I, shitty episode. Like, no, what? Because like, I you know? bet they thought they were doing... The Lord's work. I'm sure. I'm sure they thought they were. But I'm just kind of like I'm just kind of intrigued by this. Like, why? 
I don't know. I don't know either. Far be it for me to get in anyone's head. I'm just going to do it for the next 45 minutes, but okay. far be it from me. Okay. Okay, so um, last episode was when we had the blackout and Michael got arrested and not a lot else happened. So if you're wondering how does it all play out, it, it, it doesn't really. But this is, here we go. Um, so I guess Amanda went over to Kyle's restaurant um, and I guess they had sex and then just like stayed there overnight because they're asleep in the bed at the upstairs. I were you were I you wondering like what the piece what? was? Why? Yes. I was like, why are they on the floor of the stage? Why are they wrapped up in tablecloths? Why are they? Why? 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 I don't understand this. So and that's, now, I now believe, it's oh okay. Now it all makes sense. Um, yeah. Like, why walk to Melrose Place when you can just stay at the restaurant? Okay, fine. Um, but while they're in the bed, someone walks in. And it's Alex Bastian, the designer who has designs on Jane. Um, because he knew to find them there. Because somehow he knew, I mean. The restaurant yeah. wasn't locked up. He could just he could just barge right in. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically that. What? So he comes in, he's looking for Jane. Uh, now, Jane is presumably out looking for Michael, but we don't quite know that. Um and he says if he, he needs Jane and if he can't find Jane right away, he might have to switch agencies. And he's not even mean about it. He's just sort of matter of fact. And Amanda is also just like all business. So she gets herself up out of her tablecloth um, and, and starts getting dressed. And meanwhile, uh, Alex apologizes to Kyle and Kyle just kind of grunts and, and lays back down. Uh, and then Peter wakes up in bed with Eve. Um, and he's at her house. So he sees in her bedroom that she doesn't seem to have much in the way of clothes hanging in the closet. And she goes that it was stolen in the last place that she lived. So she doesn't have much. Uh, and she said Amanda said she was going to take her on a shopping spree when she got her first paycheck from singing at Kyle's. Which, okay, two questions for me. One, how long before she gets this first paycheck? Because hasn't it's she been, been a while? Weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. And two, or B, whichever I started, I think it's two. Um, why can't Amanda just treat her to a shopping spree like well i guess they're saving for that house that right they're on the one-year plan for so i guess right. there's not a line item in the budget that ryan created for them so i guess not at any rate eve doesn't have much in the way of clothes um okay and we see jane having just picked up oh. michael at the police station oh what yes oh i was just gonna say did it bother it, it, it bothered me now i know that like in the morning when we're on melrose place in the morning the women that they're already up, waking up with makeup they have makeup on but eve is like pancake I've, yeah, I've just I mean, never seen so much. And she's much like already had a blowout in bed too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, like I've never like it. Just that was so distracting, because it was like seriously, it was like it was like you know your full evening face. I don't well, think Melrose has ever been that bad with the makeup. No, but I also think because even I have kind of noticed it. I also think the other women on the show are mostly fairer, and so maybe whoever was doing makeup didn't realize or care that like. Maybe Rena Sofer needed different or lesser makeup to 
be shot the same way? I don't know. Do you know I don't that? know. It was just, it was like, you know, that sort of like the bright red lip and the very heavy mascara and the heavy eye makeup. And it was just sort of like really jarring because she was supposed to be just waking up. Also, conspiracy theory. If there's anyone on the show who seems to be loony enough to get up out of bed and actually physically put on a full face of full face of makeup I guess and then get back in bed it's probably eve that's that's a good point maybe that's what happened you know they're they're hiding all sorts of secrets with eve still uh and we'll get to that because it's really annoying me but uh as i can imagine with you who who knows even less of what's to come um and then we go to the police station. Somehow Jane figured out that Michael was arrested and knew which precinct to go to. So she's picking Michael up at the police station and he was arrested, you know, like they thought he was looting, but he was actually just getting his TV out of his own car. So there he is actually physically holding his TV set on his way out. And this is where it, <laughs> so this is like where it should remember, we're still uh, pre-cold, we're still in the cold open, pre-credits. Um, this is where the show should get like can't be fun and only like kind of achieves it. So, okay, Amanda is on a mission to keep Steve, uh, Alex as a client, and she knows Jane is the only way that she'll do that. And somehow Amanda also knows that Jane is bailing Michael out of jail. So Jane, there, and Michael are walking out, and she says that she was up half the night looking for Michael. And then Amanda pulls up in a limo. Uh, and ask for Jane to get in, while Michael, who has just been released from an overnight stay in the clink, um, is waiting outside the car. And the long and the short of it is, Alex needs Jane in Chicago, even though Jane's wedding to Michael is apparently coming up the end of this week. Um, and Amanda is not sympathetic to Jane's cause. In fact, she has already gone into Jane's apartment and packed a bag for Jane. And they are uh, in the limo and going to drive Jane to the airport so Jane can fly directly to Chicago. Um, Did they get a deal on limos in this episode? Because I don't think we've ever seen a episode, a, a limo. We haven't on, seen a episode. We have not seen a episode. We've not seen a limo on any episode, like rando limos. And all of a sudden, they're all over the place in this episode. Yeah, uh, that is as good as any explanation. Like, when did Amanda start cruising around L.A. in a limo? I don't know. I mean, Amanda, the whole idea of, like, the company needs saving, the company is in the hole, the company is flush, like, goes up and down all the time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, and then, so they just start driving away while Michael is still standing there, and uh, Jane, he goes, Jane, how will I get home? And and she, like, leans oh, yeah. out the window and says, I parked in lot B and throws in the keys. And, and he catches them. them, one hand holding a TV. Yeah. After, TV, after again, so after having had his uh, hands in cuffs for hours the night before, too. I know. Even driving in the cuffs. So, yeah, uh, that's how we get started. Um, we come back, and now I noticed this. I don't expect anyone else to. The song they're playing is like a five-year-old song. It's Patti Smythe of Scandal and being Mrs. John McEnroe fame. I love her. And so this, she had a huge song as a solo artist in right around the time Melrose debuted. It was called Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. Uh, Don Henley, it's like a duet with Don Henley, except he basically sings like one line on the course. Uh, there, ha there was a song after that was her follow-up that did like decently not huge. It was called No Mistakes. 
That was like 92, 93. So here we are, end of 98, and that's the song that they're playing on the cold open. But more than that, we will get a reprise of that song a bit later in the episode. So anyway, we're back. Ryan is playing with the puppy that they found uh, ownerless uh, last week right before the blackout. And Megan is looking out the window toward Ryan's apartment. Um, Because as usual, she left in a huff during the blackout because Ryan got a little too close and she got a little too uppity or something like that. Or too defensive. I don't know. Um, We don't have much time with the puppy because the dad and daughter come to pick up the puppy and it's it's really sweet. The puppy found his home. And and the puppy has uh, had the shortest stay anyone has ever had at Melrose. (laughs) Except for maybe Mackenzie Hart who died there. Anyway, bygones. So Ryan had found uh, an earring or like the back of an earring um, that Megan had left the night before, so he's on his way down, um, and she sees to give it to her, and she's like, well, you can just put it in the mailbox. And I'm like, well, he's already here talking to you and giving it to you, so stop being difficult and just take it and say thank you. Yeah, but, I don't understand that, because he had the earring in his hand, and she's like, yeah, go put it in the mailbox. Like, she's making a point of, like, drawing a line between the two of them, and it's like, this whole hot and cold thing doesn't really bear any fruit for me because you can only drag out the will they or won't they for so long with characters that have this like little chemistry yeah before i just uh say move on i mean this yeah. is melrose place uh but moving on <laughs> is something that will happen we, we need to move on yeah we should have moved on by now it's melrose yeah. place. like you, you guys each could have had two relationships in the amount of time you've been circling each other um and uh, he says something like, fine, I like clean separations. So, you know, it's like they never actually had the relationship, but they've already had one, two, three bad breakups. It's weird. It is weird. Um, but now Amanda is out shopping with Eve. So Amanda is giving Eve, like, more intel on Peter without probably giving her, like, important information. Like, oh, by the way, he was once married and his wife died. Or he he's gone to, to prison me. once for for cause, once for, like, wrongful accusation. Like, I don't think Eve knows any of that. Yeah. The, the, um, you know, about the time he tried to, like, give me a lobotomy. Like, yeah. 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 No idea. Yeah. Time they tried to frame me for using drugs. Yeah. She doesn't say things like that. Uh, and she's, like you know, picking out things that maybe Eve should wear. Eve is hesitant to wear some of the things Amanda picks out. This is Peter's favorite color. Yeah. 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 Peter's going to want to put you on a pedestal, stuff like that, which is, like, not really the MO I have known for Peter, but okay, fine. Yeah. Um, So then I guess we're in Chicago, and I don't know if Alex has picked Jane up at the airport, but they, they drive up in another limo, to the same building where they were working on that leading up to that night when they slept together the night before Jane's wedding to Michael. The first number one. Exactly. Um, And she's like, this is the same building we were there before. And, and he's basically like, yeah, I admit I'm interested in you for more than just this job, but, but uh, you have to do what I say because I'm your client. And he's like, I promise, well, I'm interested, I'll keep my hands off. Meanwhile, uh, Michael is really trying to track down whatever happened to not baby Jane, but fiance Jane. Um, and so he like barges in scrubs, barges to the Amanda Woodward advertising office and barges in on her in the bathroom just to get a hold of Jane. Um, 
and he's able to end up getting on a cell phone Jane um and Jane's like all right Michael fine whatever and he's like what can you just do me this favor and stay with your parents while you're in Chicago but <laughs> she can't hear him because they're static and he goes ah damn cell phones and um and, and that's that. So she doesn't get the message, which, A, he can't tell her what to do. Uh, and, B, like, if I'm Jane and I'm all of a sudden in Chicago, I'm going to want to see my parents, especially because I'm their only child right now. You know, but, um, yeah, right. I mean, since dad. So here's my question. Um, did, did, that, did, did that scene feel like filler to you? Like, it just felt so, it like... It felt, like, so out of nowhere. Like, yeah. everything about it seemed weird. We've never... They're using sets that we've never seen. Like we've never, it, like the Amanda Woodward bathroom isn't like a place that we're typically used to seeing. And Amanda is like barely in the moment. Like yes, it felt very, very odd. Okay. Gratuitous. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just kind of like, this is the kind of ridiculous, and yeah, it felt like filler. And we don't really need like extra scenes of Michael trying to figure out where Jane is or what she might be up to. Right. Which, spoiler alert, we're going to have more of those anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're back at Eve's. Peter comes to her place that night and she has all of these new clothes. Um, and so they start kissing and that's when they play the Patty Smite song again. Ah. And then that. the action moves to the upstairs um, where they're playing the music, but no one in the club is actually singing it. We're just hearing it, um, which I guess is non-diegetic. Mm -hmm. um, and and then all of a sudden Eve comes in, and I guess Eve is late because she was messing around with Peter, and then she just gets on the stage, and then she starts singing the song. So then it is diegetic. We are now hearing it as it's being sung in the scene. I'm unclear now if Rena Sofer is doing all the singing or if she is lip-syncing to the Patti Smythe version. Alyssa thinks that it's Rena Sofer singing here, and she says because every time Rena Sofer has sung on the show, she sounds bad, and she sounds bad right here, which okay. I can't dispute that logic. Okay. It's yeah. an odd thing that they don't typically do. Yeah. In terms of segues and such on the show. And can we spin back for a minute? Oh, yeah. With Peter? Um, and, and he, like, she's completely, like... Oh my God, you're mad. I spent too much money. You hate this. You hate everything. You're mad. Like when he shows oh, up. Every you know? single time she's in a moment with Peter and sometimes with Amanda, but every single time with Peter, it's, uh, she goes from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And in, she's like, in different directions. Sometimes you're mad. You hate me. You're going to break up with me. I don't blame you. Dump me. I spent too much money. It, it's all very weird because again, we don't know what the fuck her backstory is. We don't know what her, what, like, she yeah. just is, like, unhinged at this point. So here, yeah, so, like, this is where I stand on Eve. Now, I know a little bit more about what's going on here and what's to come, but I don't remember the details, and I don't remember how we get there. Um, but beyond that, like, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. Uh, but she's been on the show for, what, like, seven episodes? We know that there is a past with Amanda or a secret with Amanda, or both. And then they keep not giving us anything more. So basically, all we know is someone unstable with secrets on the show quickly getting involved with Peter. And this is at least the fourth episode where it's just been the same scene over and over and over again. Like, she's unstable, she flies off the handle, Peter thinks she's really good for him and he likes her, and they're together. Yeah. 
and somehow um, and somehow Amanda is connected. Like oh, like they need to yeah. be parceling more out. Again, like the Ryan and Megan will they or won't they thing. It's like we've had full storylines conclude in less time than they've spent just building up. So to me, it's all filler. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I know a little bit more about where it's going, but I would be supremely frustrated watching this, being like, what the hell is going on? I am exceptionally frustrated, and it's like, every time she shows up on screen, I just want to leave the room and be like, let me know when her scene's over. Yeah, I don't know what scenes really make me want to stay in the room right now, because I'm even tired of the Michael stuff. I am too. It's it's old. It's like, we're just, they're just doing the same shtick over and over again. It's it. It's true. Um, We're running on a hamster wheel. Yeah. I've never wanted a wedding to come faster. Well, I was going to say, I know the wedding is coming up, so it's, maybe finally we can pivot in a new direction once that takes place. Which is weird, because usually they speed up to the wedding. The weddings are like, usually like, uh, yeah, we just got engaged, so our wedding is after the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not this time. <laughs> no. Maybe not this time. But, okay, so meanwhile, at Kyle's... Um, He's called an A&R guy from some label they've made up, uh, some music guy, to uh, watch. Um, the Eve, Uber talent. Maybe he'll sign her. Yeah. And meanwhile, it goes from bad to worse because Lexi walks in. Oh, Lexi. And I have to say, Actually, now Lexi that I know. slinks in. She does. She, just, I think she slinks. I say she sidles in. I think it might Or she sidles up to Ryan, is what I said, who's eating alone uh, at the next table. I would not spend every meal eating at Kyle's, but that's just me and my wallet and my constitution. Well, Um, but he's Kyle's brother, so I I mean, Ryan getting comped. Presumably, but if I were, well, if I'm Peter and Michael, I guess I'm doing okay, so I could go. Yeah, Um, but Ryan's getting comped. That's his brother. No way his brother's charging him. Yeah. I figured as much, but I still would maybe check out some other places. It's L.A. Um, Go get a taco. Tacos in L.A. are delicious. Yeah, that's very true. Um, So Lexi has made Ryan her mark. We saw this happen at the end of the Blackout episode when she started skinny dipping. And I don't know if it was for his attention, but she saw that she had his attention and she's running with it. Um, So he's eating alone and she taunts him about how... He has nothing going on with Megan, because apparently in a scene we did not see, Megan said the same thing to Lexi about how there's nothing going on. Um, She has to join him, but he gets up to leave. Um, And then she revisits the show she put on Skinny Dipping last night, because she drove all the way across L.A. just to swim during the blackout in their pool. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of, like, dismisses it. Uh, That's all for them for now. Meanwhile, Eve is pissed at Kyle because he's brought this A&R guy in, and the A&R guy is apparently interested. Um, she flips out about it uh, and uh, gets mad at him, and it seems like there is, is more there. Um, okay. I think we went to commercial, and then we come back, and maybe this is the moment that brought you joy? Okay, which moment is this? This is uh, Michael interrupts the surgery to try and bribe and and blackmail all the doctors to cover him so he could go to Chicago. This wasn't the moment, but this was a tickle. Okay. It, it, this okay. was a tickle. It is a tickle. I will say, yes. it, it is, is a, a tickle. tickle. 
So that's basically what he's doing. Uh, there's not one, not two, but I think three surgeons that are all working on a patient. And he bribes one, and he's like, you know, you can have my time on this golf course. And he goes to another, and he blackmails him. He's like, or else I tell the wife about the nurse you're having the affair with. And then he gets to a third surgeon, but it ends up actually being Peter. Because um, as chief of staff, he has to fill in or something. Um, and Peter tells all the doctors, forget it. Don't help Michael. You're not going to cover for him at all and uh and then as michael's leaving in frustration someone's like but i wonder who that nurse is he's having the affair with yeah. uh and we get a close-up on i think her name is nurse amy it's either nurse amy or nurse annie the younger one that we've seen over the last couple seasons um she's got her um surgical mask on but we see her eyes and it must be that she is the nurse in question yeah which is like a cute little button on the scene you're in headlights look yes yeah um, so Ryan comes to Melrose, he, he returns home to the courtyard at Melrose, and all of a sudden hears Megan shrieking. So she's having major plumbing issues in her kitchen sink, it's flooding all over the place. So he comes in, he fixes the issue, and just when you think, oh, things seem good between them, he ruins it by then asking if she did this on purpose and like staged the whole scene just so he could come in and play hero. So, of course, she kicks him out and tells him he's an asshole. I don't blame her. No, I don't blame her for this. But it's unfortunate. Um, just because Lexi's going to sink her claws. Yeah. Um, okay, so the name of today's band at Kyle's are the Red Elvises. Um, this is my high point. It was, was it just watching them? Yes, I okay. really like them. <laughs> I kind of dug the vibe. I would have never, ever thought that for you. Yes. I was like, oh, we got a little rockabilly happening. You know, you know, my heart is with Elvis Presley. I was like, I like this. And so I think Kyle should fire Eve and have the Red Elvises be the house band. Oh, I love that idea. I love that idea. I Googled them. They're still playing. They're a real band. Really? They're still around. Because they they looked so 98 when I saw them. I was like, I know. It was great. Well, they kind of. They were kind of like working that Stray Cats kind of rockabilly look. Yeah, I feel like Stray Cats had a more distinct, real rockabilly look. And I feel like their look was like, we've got the 90s goatee action going on and stuff like that. But oh, I'm not really I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't, anyway, I like them. Because I liked them. them. I would have watched more the of them. I the Red Elvises. So they were my high point. I would have never, ever called it. But I don't know what else I would have thought it could be because we're really running dangerously low on those things. So the Red Elvises for the win. Red Elvises. They rock. Uh, Literally. Mm -hmm. So then uh, with them playing in the background, Kyle tells Amanda that it's weird that Eve didn't want, like she wants to turn down this career advancing opportunity with the A&R guy. And then Amanda gets testy at Kyle and, that's kind of that. Yeah, because she doesn't want to disappoint Peter, and she has to be the... I don't... That's, I hate her. You mean uh, Eve? Yeah. Or Amanda? Okay. Eve. I hate her. I hated that whole thing. I hate it. Let's keep going. Yeah. And it's really defining this season. Um, okay, so Michael, in his Melrose apartment, has, like both windows wide open and is standing right in front of the window <laughs> like he's on stage. Um, so Peter hears Michael on the phone trying to track Jane down in Chicago and P- 
Peter keeps telling, like, he keeps keeps really trying to be, like, the good angel on Michael's shoulder here and dissuades him from from pursuing Jane in Chicago. And he's like, focus on the bachelor party that I'm throwing you. And he says that that night they should go to Kyle's and he'll treat Michael to dinner. Um, and they start walking out together. And Michael's like, oh, wait, I forgot my key. And he heads back in. And it's like, who cares about the key? Because, like, anyone can I just know, jump right gonna, your he, like, he leaves the window wide open. <laughs> and, you know, it's like... A, Two or three feet high. You, you just can, swing you your legs right into his good, apartment. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he privately makes a call one more time, and he reaches Jane with Alex. So then he hangs up. He just knows he's got her. She figures it's him, and she's going to call Michael back, but Alex asked her to help with something. And then he asks her to have a drink with him, and she never ends up calling Michael back. But he does give Alex gives her a present, which is a wedding dress that he has designed. Yes. And Jane thinks that it's beautiful. It is not. Right. I was going to say, not everyone <laughs> would agree. But to it Jane, it's nice. Yeah. All right. So this is when things go from bad to Lexi. Uh, she and Ryan are again at Kyle's. And uh, she starts flirting with Ryan. And they start dancing together because Ryan is as stupid as his brother. And then Kyle turns out to be the smarter one. And he pulls Ryan away. Um and they go into Kyle's office and start yelling. Um, and Kyle and Ryan fight. And Ryan's like, you can't tell me what to do. And he tells Kyle to back off. Um, and then he steps back out. And meanwhile, Lexi is gone. And Ryan looks annoyed or confused. I don't know. He's just so dumb. Uh, interestingly here, the song they're dancing to, um, the lyric is, she's got a gypsy heart. And they just kind of keep repeating it. She's got a gypsy heart. She's got a gypsy heart. And Alyssa said, I thought they were saying she's got a VCR. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, works. Yeah, which works just as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So Ryan comes out and has blue balls and Lexi is nowhere to be found. But we'll put a pin in that. Okay, we come back from commercial, and it's another scene of Eve waking up with Peter, probably with lots of makeup on. Um, And another scene of her needing reassurance about their relationship and how Peter feels about her. And then she says that she has a lunch date with Amanda later that day. And he gets up to go, and she has a serious look on her face, which tells us that she probably does not have a lunch date with Amanda later that day. Meanwhile, at Amanda Woodward advertising, she tells Ryan that she's off to meet Kyle for lunch, which already tells us that Amanda does not have lunch plans. Meanwhile, Ryan is busy because he has found Lexi's private phone line, because I guess she wrote it on one of the tables at um, Kyle's, and he was able to find it. Like, not in a napkin or anything, but I'm picturing, like, physically on a table. Um, (laughs) bathroom wall yeah 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 i don't remember i I think she wrote it on a table i could be wrong but he found it i don't know how uh and then they have like flirtatious banter and i vomit in my mouth a little bit you know because his flirtatious banter is like typical dude i'm hitting on you and her her version of it is i'm gonna keep insulting you but you can feel that i'm in heat is like kind of what she gives off at least to me well because she 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 delivers her lines with this very husky voice husky but also like i'm in control and i hate you is kind of like the vibe that i i get yeah husky dripping with disdain yeah disdain exactly perfect word yeah 
sometimes I write. You know, you can't. <laughs> That's right. You uh, you attract more bees with honey, sometimes with disdain. <laughs> so what's also a little funny in this episode is that Peter's therapist, Dr. Visconti, is brought back into yeah. the gray a little. Which I wasn't and, mad about either. I mean. And they, <laughs> they definitely knock his IQ down like three dozen points in this episode, but it's funny. So Dr. V taking one for the team. So Peter and Dr. Visconti are out in the middle of the day walking somewhere in L.A., um, eating ice cream. And Peter is telling Dr. Visconti how taken he is with Eve and how he's gotten over Amanda. And then they see Amanda, because this is where Amanda is with Kyle. (laughs) Having lunch with Kyle. (laughs) Doesn't look like it's anywhere near the hospital or near Amanda Woodward advertising, not even near his restaurant, just a park. Um, And Peter says something about, like, oh, I thought Eve had plans. And Amanda very quickly covers for Eve that she's been caught in a lie. But Peter can already tell that, no, it wasn't good enough that. Amanda is not that good a liar, and he knows that she was covering for Eve. So Peter and Dr. Visconti are walking away, and this is the first time, somehow, Dr. Visconti has seen Amanda. And so he just keeps going on and on about, now he gets it, and now he understands because <laughs> how beautiful Amanda is. And Peter keeps babbling about how Amanda was lying for Eve, and Dr. Visconti just keeps saying, wow, Amanda is so beautiful. I mean, so beautiful. And that's a funny scene. Uh... Um. And so then that night we get an exterior shot of San Francisco and my, uh, Kyle is calling a bar in San Fran and he's asking about Eve. And I guess this is one of the references she gave at a bar she had performed in before. And the guy's like, I don't know who this is. And we don't have performers. We just have a jukebox. Yeah. So Kyle's getting now suspicious. Uh, of his spidey sense is tingling. She's not acting like any aspiring singer he's ever met. Mm. Um, and then speaking of lies Peter himself comes to Eve and very quickly after he lets her talk for a bit tells her he knows that she lied and he is pissed and then she says well I was buying you a present and the jewelers were taking longer um, and so I had to wait during lunchtime and if it's a bluff it's a good one because she has this watch for him that's even engraved in his name so he feels bad and he apologizes and but not before she has a freak out because she engraves something like love she's like, you it's like or to, love to peter with love with love or, or something. something yeah yeah so yeah. then she's like but i shouldn't have said love and i'll make them take it away and blah 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 yeah she has another drama and, so, and then he's like i've ruined every relationship in my life with deception and says promise me that we won't have any lies between us and then he goes, if there's anything you have to tell me, just say it. And she goes, there's nothing to tell. And he goes, then we have nothing to worry about. And something tells me there's more to worry about. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and I think we come back from commercial and Lexi and Megan are, like, meeting each other on their way into the Sterling Conway building, which, like, looks like a courthouse. I mean, they have, like, all these steps leading up to it. Um, and Lexi's like, Megan... I've just given I've just given you a lot of work, uh, and Megan's like, it's fine. I'm proud to be a hardworking single woman in an executive role, and it's like no one has failed upward quicker. Uh, I mean, 
for I all the shit Sid tried to do just to I like know, get to, to be porn a receptionist. Yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> be a porn producer for a hot minute. And then she had to drop that career. She made bucks from that too. Yeah. Right, right. Didn't she like she was able to like pay someone's ransom for because of the money? Yeah, she well, made, I was gonna right? say she had the money and then she ended up giving it all to Richard Hart yeah, when yeah. he was blackmailing her and yeah. Jane. So she had it, but then she lost it. Yeah, in typical Sid fashion. But yeah, Megan in two years has gone from call girl to Executive. like senior leadership at what is one of the hot new ad agencies in the world. Um, I have a them. question. I have Go a question. It. So. Are they just setting Lexi up to be like the the woman who's bad to other women? That do seems you, to be where they're taking it. Do you know what I mean? Because like like she's not just like the season's villain because she hates Amanda. She's apparently just gonna leave every like a wake of destruction every which way she can. Right. Like is she really interested in Ryan or is she just interested in Ryan because she wants to I don't know, show Megan. I like show Megan up. Like, I don't like, is she doing this because she wants to punish Megan for stuff? Who's been her only friend? Yeah, you know, like it just, is she well, just one of those women? Well, it's a couple things. I could see her doing it if she wanted to get back at Megan for telling Jane and Amanda the tip about her dumb rumor from a couple episodes back. But I don't think like she remembers that. Like, I don't think the show remembers that. I think I forgot. for her, it's just an opportunity to like she sees an in and she's just gonna take it because it creates chaos i mean i think for her it's more the fact that she thinks this will somehow ruffle amanda's and kyle's feathers if she targets ryan because ryan's the brother and because ryan works for amanda so it's like an in in that way uh, and i think she then doesn't care that it hurts Megan because right. she has no soul this season. Okay. I think that's what it is because the friendship with Megan and Lexi is not the, like you said, Megan's been so good to her. It It's not strong enough that you actually achieve anything dramatically interesting by having Lexi hurt me. Betray her. Yeah. Betray right? her away. Right. All yeah. Megan can do is like yell and or leave and then life goes on. It doesn't really have a payoff. Yeah, I guess I'm just sort of like, I, you know, I, I'm confused by Lexi's motivations. Like, why? The thing is she about doing Lexi this? is like, she just comes in now and announces herself as an agent of chaos yeah. without actually having any of it make sense. Okay. Okay. So I don't have an answer, but that's my answer. Okay. Just so it's. And watch it, watch it, in the next episode, Lexi looks right at Megan and she's like, I did this to hurt you. So I can do <laughs> that, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Because that would, like, I mean, like, that would explain something that's going on this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, Megan is like, yeah, I have no problem doing all the work you're giving me, even though neither of us are qualified and it's unfair. Um, and then she's like, but do you want to do dinner? And Lexi's like, no, I can't. I have kind of a merger thing going. Meaning Ryan. Um <laughs> So now Eve comes to Peter's and he asks her to move in with him. And she says yes, which has got to be the world's easiest move because she has five articles of clothing and nothing else. Um, and apparently the bachelor party. So this is like kind of funny, but also so out of keeping with anything the show has ever done. 
Um, the bachelor party for Michael with just the men who are left on the canvas is a half hour from including, now. Including Dr. Visconti. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it's at Melrose Place. Um, and it's at Peter's apartment. So, so she says yes. And since Peter has the bachelor party, Eve and Amanda had made plans to go to the movies. And then Peter and Eve start getting it on. Um, so while while they're like making out, Amanda calls and Peter answers, but then he chucks the phone away. And then we cut to Amanda's apartment and she's actually straddling Kyle. And she was basically calling Peter to like tell Eve, can they like shift their plans back? Because everyone's trying to get in like 15 minutes of rushed sex before they all go and smell like shit uh, at sit at Michael's uh, bachelor party at Peter's apartment. Um so, uh, and Amanda also says that uh, she gave Ryan extra work at the office. But to that note, Lexi then shows up at Ryan's office, and we know that he's working late because all the lights are off. Um, it's after <laughs> five, so they turn all of the lights off. Um, Regardless of who's left, yes. <laughs> and and she comes in, and she's wearing, like, a leopard coat. And he's like, it's hot. Why don't you take your coat off? And she reveals that she's just wearing lingerie underneath. So then they Ugh. do it on his desk while a photo of Kyle and Amanda wash it like a, oh, frame. no, no. Like they, a framed photo. They do so, it at a man, on Amanda's desk. Oh, they're doing it on Amanda. Oh, I thought it was in Ryan's office. No, because no, it's Lexi say, it. let's do it. Oh, this she is really her socking it, it to says, Amanda. Oh, no, no. We're, go- we're doing it. No, I, we, I, we're not doing that here. And then she takes him into Amanda's office and she's like, we're doing it here. And there is the and there's the photo. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I'm surprised you missed that. I must have been either, I don't know, doing something for work or writing the actual notes. Yeah, I totally missed that. You I missed remembered that. that one of them, I guess Ryan reached to, to put the the framed yeah. photo down and then she's like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, so then this is really nothing to do with Megan. It's just her. It is, it is yeah, yeah. But still. So, so the party, I guess the 27 minutes have gone by because um, all the men are dressed and they're all sitting playing poker uh, at Peter's. It's Michael, Peter, Kyle, and Dr. Visconti. <laughs> Which Dr. Visconti makes more sense than Kyle because Kyle actively hates Peter and has nothing to do with Michael. I know. I don't um, know. Like the only way Michael and Kyle are even linked is because for a little bit, Kyle was having an affair with Michael's sister uh, back in the day. Um, so the four of them are there, and then the stripper gets there, and shortly into her performance, she starts crying, um, and tells them this sob story about her boyfriend and how he doesn't understand or support her, and, you know, like, they all move to help her, and Peter starts showing some moves with the boa right when Ryan gets in, and that should, like, play off better than it does but like it doesn't really matter because who the hell is ryan in this world with all these men anyway um again what does ryan have to do with michael um but yeah all i'm thinking is you know like this apartment and all these men must like smell just reek of sex um meanwhile amanda and eve are out they're having like coffee or something and amanda says something about peter having a dark side uh, and she's like, next time you're going to use me as your alibi, tell me beforehand. Um, and th- and then Eve kind of implodes. And she's like, I did tell you where I was going a week ago. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I was like sitting there like if I was Amanda, I'd be like, look, I need a reminder. Yeah. yeah. 
I'd be like, look, I get kidnapped almost every week, and sometimes I forget things if they're not written down. Um, Did you put it in my schedule? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, and, you know, now that I think about it, sorry to sidetrack, remember how there was that mole that Lexi hired that they fired from Amanda Woodward when uh, yeah. it was her assistant? Why didn't Amanda just hire Eve to be her assistant? If she, like, owed her something and Eve needed employment. Because Eve wants to sing, but not professionally. Because she needs to sing. Because Eve, oh. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, know. all I'm saying is, I don't think her company's HR would have done a background check any more than Kyle didn't. Uh, okay, but anyway. So, Eve was doing something else, not getting the watch or not just getting the watch for Peter. We don't know what that is. We still don't know what this thing Amanda and Eve know and are trying to hide is. We, and it's high time they told us. And that's, we still don't really, that's my point. Yeah, and we still don't really understand their relationship. Are they related? Correct. Are they friends? Are they, Correct. like, what? who are they to each other? We still don't know that. We either. don't know that. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, back at the bachelor party, Michael has convinced himself to buy a ticket to Chicago and he's on the phone with a travel agent. Uh, so then Peter injects him with something that he has in the apartment that knocks Michael out and apparently will keep him knocked out with a smile on his face for the next 12 hours. And Ryan sees that Michael is like now unconscious and he's like, is he okay? And Peter's like, yeah, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be fine in 12 hours. Well, here's the thing. Do you want to talk about the stripper? Oh, yeah, I did kind of glide over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, let's talk about the stripper. They bring in a stripper who kind of looks like, oh, my God, um... Shit, I, I couldn't remember the name of them. Do you remember the late 90s? There were these, um... The, the kind of, like, resurgent of, resurgence of the pinup girl, but the, these pinup girls were, like, they were all tattooed, and they had, like, wild hair, and then nose rings, and they were, like, super punk rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember that they had a name. It was, like, mm. they were the something somethings and it was a big deal like they had calendars and you know uh, anyway she looked kind of like she could have been one of those women i get it but yeah but not that. as voluptuous no um but anyway uh but she has i guess her own tragic story and she ends up not stripping and sitting down and talking with the guys that's which right. i thought was kind of funny i liked her I liked her. That would have been the other scene, especially when Peter got up and started showing some moves. Like, the show still can show signs of life. It's just, it never feels the same twice when they do. Oh, I forgot about that, that Peter got up and started doing some stripper moves. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 And I think somebody made a crack about Michael being, Michael's, you know, They past do, as I a think, stripper. say something yeah. about his past yeah. as a stripper. Yeah. Yeah, there was a quick crack about that. So, yeah, it, it, had, it had that moment of, oh, this could be fun. And then, yeah, and then they took it away. Melrose yeah. giveth and Melrose taketh away. I mean, it yanketh away. Yeah, it does yanketh. Um, okay, so then, and this is like the story maybe I cared about the least anyway. Mm. So Jane is in Chicago. So, okay, Michael is knocked out. Nobody cares about um, baby Jane. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they show Jane is with Alex Bastian, whatever whatever like office apartment they're in uh it looks like the friend's apartment because they have that same like sloped window from from top to bottom um 
and there they are and they are talking about how proud they are of the work they've done together and then Alex takes a look at the one of the dresses and he says we got the beating wrong and that Jane will have to try it on again so we can work on her so she does she emerges and then he kisses her and then she kisses back but then she stops herself but then he kisses her again and then she kisses him back and doesn't stop herself and that's where we fade out yeah so you know like again this could have happened two episodes ago or four episodes ago like it didn't really matter They've been leading up to this in, like, the clunkiest way possible by, like, making him this, like, dumb, demanding client that Amanda will crawl on hand and knee for. Like, the whole thing is dumb. Yeah, the whole thing is is stupid. The whole thing is stupid. It was a stupid episode, but we had the Red Elvises. But we had the Red Elvises. Yeah. So that was something. And not a lot else. So that was Suspicion. And there's a lot to be suspect of. Yes, yes. So I, I guess we're going to hit Hollywood Boulevard now where hopefully we'll have hard. better things to say. I think we will. Okay, cool. Yeah, but right. that was it. That was, your, that was your weekly dose of Melrose. So you guys take two and call us next week. Yeah, we do it so you don't have to. <laughs> if you are enjoying it for any reason. Let us know. If you're just enjoying listening to us, do let us know. Please let us know that most of all. <laughs> you're enjoying the episodes for any reason. Go see Dr. Visconti. That. <laughs> yeah, oh. ice cream. The ice cream was good. All the right. Ice cream was good. So that's it. You guys be good. We will see you next week on the block. Catch you on the boulevard. Bye. <laughs>